What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 266 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have a great question from Sean all the way over in Ireland, but before we get to that, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is aweber.com, the email service provider that I've used for years to help me set up email lists and be able to collect subscribers and, you know, like their email addresses so I could send them emails later, not just whenever I feel like writing an email, but I can write emails beforehand and take advantage of their autoresponder sequence, which allows me to send out emails automatically based off of how long people have been on the list, which is super cool and allows you to stay in contact with people over time. So when you do send out those timely emails for promotions and whatnot, your, your emails are more likely to be open. And that's how I've been able to amass a 65 to 70% open rate, which is awesome. Uh, For most of my emails, some emails do better than others because of the subject lines. But anyway, that's up to you. But the email service provider I recommend is AWeber. If you go to aweber.com slash askpat, you could give it a shot for 30 days for $1. aweber.com slash askpat. Sweet. Now let's get to today's question from Sean. Hi, Pat Flynn. Sean McGinnis here from Ireland. I have a few uh, products I'm interested in selling online. Um mostly are for the nightclub industry, DJs, things like laser lights, ebook on Facebook for nightclubs, um, also maybe a blog on Facebook for nightclubs. And uh, finally, I'm interested in selling earplugs for DJs. Um, now, Pat, at the moment, they're just ideas. Um, I'm on Odesk asking guys to set up, uh, let's see, websites for me. Uh, inquiring about who can help me sell these things. Uh, I'm kind of just kind of lost. It, it seems like a huge mountain I have to climb here. Um, maybe you could give me a few points, uh, steps. Is Odesk a good place to recruit these days? Is there some other website or place that should be sourcing staff? Um, so, listen, that's it. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Sean, thank you so much for the question. And hello all the way over there in Ireland. I wish to visit... Ireland one day because I'm a quarter Irish and I bet I have a lot of family there and I just don't even know it yet. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for the question. And it's really cool because I actually used to DJ. A lot of people, well, I guess a lot of you who listen to Smart Passive Income know this because I've mentioned it in the beginning of one of my episodes once. But uh, I used to DJ. I used to DJ in college, not really hardcore or anything like that. But I used to spin and scratch and do all that stuff at college parties, which was kind of interesting. And I've done a wedding one time, which was even more interesting. But anyway, so you want to sell DJ equipment, which is pretty cool. And obviously, there's a huge market for it. So it's a good niche to get into. But the question is, what position are you going to put yourself in? Like, how are you going to stand out from everybody else out there who's already doing it? Now, don't let the fact that everybody else is already doing it stop you. But what you can see is what is needed and what can you do better than el- than everybody else that's out there. Perhaps it's the type of content that lays on top of the shop that you have, the ability for you to make a connection with people or to teach people stuff with free and valuable content surrounding your store and the equipment that they have to buy. And again, maybe it's equipment that you um, you know manufacture yourself. You, you mentioned earplugs for DJs. This is something that we've been talking a lot about on smartpassiveincome.com because in a recent episode with Ryan Moran, episode 144, you can check it out by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 144. You'll hear him talk about how he is working with overseas manufacturers to 
build higher quality things like yoga mats. He actually walks you through step by step how he does this and he sells them on Amazon. And that could help make things, you know, I I haven't done it myself yet, although this is potentially going to be the next experiment for smart passive income. I'd love to give it a shot myself, but I feel like my... My gut tells me that that could be a possibility for you, Sean, in terms of getting things manufactured or wholesaled somewhere and then you sell them on Amazon. Or maybe you find things around your area that are discounted or you find, um, you know, connection. Maybe you have connections already with companies who are selling things at a discounted price and you get those things and then you have Amazon fulfill for you. So that takes me back to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 99 with Jessica and Cliff LaRue, who took a different approach to utilizing Amazon. And the reason why Amazon is so big and so important here is because, you know, when you think about it, there's like 400 million people on there who want to buy stuff. And it's just a giant pool of people who are customers. And it's like a search engine where you know that, I mean, I would go in there and do some research and see what's being sold there already. You might find some holes. And going along the whole search engine thing where I was going with that is it, it's like the only search engine where you you know that if you do the proper research that uh, those people are buyers on the other end. And so you could utilize the, the Amazon uh, FBA program or Fulfilled by Amazon program to find products perhaps at a discount price or maybe you get them wholesale or something and then you ship them to Amazon and they'll fulfill the orders for you. And I've actually tested this myself. I bought uh, a couple headphones Ironically enough, uh, there was like a New York Knicks headphone, a Dwayne Wade headphone, and I can't remember the other one, Orlando Magic, I think, on sale at Best Buy for a ridiculous price, 75% off the retail price. And there's an app that goes along with Amazon that you can check to see how much items typically will will sell for. And it was selling for, you know, 300% over what I bought it for. So I was like, hmm, let's let's give this a shot. And it worked. I actually sold all three of those headphones on Amazon FBA, I made a total profit of about, you know, 30 to 40 bucks, but um, it was pretty cool and it didn't take too much work, but I did still have to ship those things to Amazon and then list them and do, do that whole thing. But that's another option you could do too. You could also take the option of building your own site, whether a WordPress site or a Squarespace site or wherever, and then set up shop there, like an e-commerce site. Um, the, the, the tricky part with that is, you know, if you set up that from scratch, then your job is to figure out how to people be uh, how to have people come over to your site, and that's where advertising on Facebook and on Twitter and on even YouTube even w- would be really helpful. You could also, if you have these um, DJ earplugs that you were talking about, that's interesting, and you might be able to utilize a crowd funding platform like Indiegogo or Kickstarter to help with the marketing of something brand new. That's that's kind of where I was going with that. So when you start your own thing off of a, a site like Amazon, because Amazon, there's people on there already. And the trick is to, you know, get in front of those people by means of search or related items and things like that. When you build something on your own from scratch, then all the only people who know about it are the people who you tell or if you're paying for ads, or if you happen to, over time, get found in Google for certain keywords, if you're doing stuff like niche sites and things like that. Or maybe you make connections and give some products to other people who might have an influence over a large audience who is matched up with your target audience. So there's a lot of ways to go about it. So anyway, I didn't even answer your question yet, but I think hopefully this is getting the gears turning in terms of how to market this and how to get 
get going with it. Um, and it may change your direction in terms of working with somebody on Odesk because a lot of those things, like I was saying, you could use, for example, an e-commerce site or use Shopify.com to set up shop, in which case it would mostly be done for you because there are templates already available. Uh, but Odesk.com is a good site. I've used it several times before. Elance is the one that I actually prefer. I just have had better luck with it in terms of the quality of people. But if you're going to hire somebody on Elance or Odesk, those are for one-off jobs. So you post your job description of what you need done, and then you're going to have people bid on, on, on your job and say, oh, I will do this job for X amount of dollars. And I've done this from anything from app and software development to web design to logo design to uh, even legal help and even writers, finding writers on both of those sites, actually. And there are a lot of mistakes that I made in the past. The first mistake I made was going for the lowest bidder. This was a mistake I made when building app software for the iOS or for, for iPhone. We went with a, my, when I say we, I mean my buddy from high school and I, we got inspired back in 2008 to start an app company and we wanted to dive right in so fast and we got a bid within 24 hours after placing our job description. This was on Elance actually and we took that first bid and it happened to be the lowest bid. I mean, how some time went by and there were like four or five bids and uh, that was within 24 hours. Then we took the lowest bid just because we, we wanted to save as much money as possible but as a, as a result of doing that, we ended up spending more money and wasting a lot more time. So a job that was supposed to take three weeks and $1,000 ended up taking three months and $6,000. And it was because we didn't do our due diligence with that company. We were just so ex excited to work and we just wanted to get going. No, 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 no. You want to do your research. That means don't, you know, put your job description up there and be as detailed as you like to be. Make sure that, uh, and I would recommend communicating with those people beforehand who you potentially would want to work with. So there's going to be some that you can already delete and kind of filter out. No, I don't want to work with them or the bid's too high or they just don't have the experience or the portfolio that I'm looking for. But there might be a few of uh, those people, developers and 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 people who would want to work with you for your job that you might be interested in. Talk to them, communicate, see how fast they respond, see see what their communication is like. You might even be able to, and this isn't always the case, but have them do a quick small job or actually have them point you to one of their successful projects and then you reach out to those people and uh, you know th those people that they would refer to and say, hey, did you enjoy working with this person? What was the experience like? You know, you want to do this research beforehand as if you were hiring somebody for your own company. I mean, because that's kind of what you do. The only thing is with Elance or Odesk, after that project is over, um, you know, you award that person the money and the job's done. And then you can work with that person again on something else if you'd like. Now, if you're looking for somebody who's more long-term, somebody who's going to be continually doing the same things over time, then I would recommend going with either a half-time virtual assistant or a full-time virtual assistant. If you're going to get a general VA, which is sort of more for administrative type stuff and posting blog posts and social media updates and things like that, you can go to virtualstafffinder.com, which is Chris Ducker's program, his headhunter service for virtual staff. If you are looking for a developer or a graphic designer, I mean, Odesk and Elance is a, good, is a good place to start, and you might find people that you could work longer term on those places as well. And uh, even before that, if, if you have a chance, if you already have a network of people, start with the people that they know as well. The, the, this way you avoid any sort of uh, mishaps down the road. You get a trusted recommendation from a friend, and that's worth much more and easier than doing all this research, looking into portfolios and reviews. 
uh, and, and things like that. Um, another thing on Odesk and Elance is the escrow. And that's essentially when you connect with somebody and he says, you know, I want to work with you. And you say, okay, let's do this. You basically with an escrow, you, f- you fund the project, but he doesn't get that money yet. That means a third party gets that money. And that allows you to make sure that that person does the job and doesn't just run away with the money. And then once that person completes a job and he checks with you to see if you're happy, it's all done on Elance and Odesk. Both of those uh, have escrow programs. Then you can sort of release that money to them and and everybody's happy. Uh, A few other key pointers with working with people from Elance or Odesk is you want to make sure that their feedback is great. So look at and see how many other jobs they've done before. If they've never done a job before, Uh, I wouldn't work with them because you never know. They they could talk the sweetest talk in their little description or in their communication, but if they don't have proof that they've worked with somebody before and they've enjoyed working with them, then I wouldn't even take that risk because you're going to waste a lot of time and money perhaps if you just uh, hire the wrong person. I would also look to see how many repeat clients they have. I believe Elance will share this with you. I'm not sure if Odesk has this, but repeat clients is a good sign that somebody liked working with this person so much that they hired them again. And lastly, you definitely want to make sure you look at their portfolio to see if their style or if their work is up to par with your own standards for what you're looking to do, or if even just the kind of work they do aligns with with what you want done. So, Sean, I hope this answers your question, and I appreciate it. We're going to fly an Ask Pat t-shirt all the way over to Ireland for you. I'd love to get a picture of it in some Ireland landmark if you happen to go uh, into some famous area in Ireland at Someday, that'd be kind of cool, uh, but you don't have to do that. But anyway, if any of you listening have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, all you have to do is head on over to askpat.com, and you can ask right there on that page. A bunch of questions coming in. I love you guys for asking these questions. I mean, these are so fantastic, and obviously the show wouldn't be here without you. So you guys are what make the show. I just answer the questions based on my experience or my research that I do before I answer these questions, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys for it. Thank you so much. Finally, I also want to recommend AWeber.com, today's sponsor, for your email service needs. So if you are looking to build an email list, which you absolutely should, one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first started was not building an email list. And I made that mistake twice. Once on GreenExamAcademy.com, which was my first site, which helps people pass an exam in the architecture industry. And that was terrible because when I came out with my second product, I didn't have a list of people to email. I didn't have a list of my existing customers for my first product to email. Like, how terrible is that? And I made the same mistake with smartpassiveincome.com, which was actually live for one year and three months before I finally came out with an opt-in form on my blog in January of 2010. Man, I still kick myself for that. Anyway, you got to get hooked up with AWeber, aweber.com slash askpat. You can go check it out there. 30 days for $1. And lastly, as always, I like to end with a quote. And today's quote comes from Thomas Jefferson. He says, In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. Cheers. I'll see you guys in the next episode of Ask Pat. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable. And the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. 
So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.